If you want to open the Word of God, you may open it at John chapter 1. We will be reading verses 6 and 7, continuing on from verse 5, and then also the last passage of the same chapter. We will be looking at the testimony of John the Baptist. So John chapter 1, verse 6 and 7. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. And then we turn the page to verse 29 and ver- from verse 29 until verse 34, which shows back to the verses 6 and 7 that we've just read. Verse 29, John chapter 1. The next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one I meant when I said, A man who comes after me has surpassed me, because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but the reason I came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. Let us not miss the urgency of what John is saying here. I came baptizing with water so that he might be revealed to Israel. Verse 32, then John gave his testimony. I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remained on him. And I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. And then our text verse this morning, verse 34. I have seen and I testify that this is God's chosen one. I have seen and I testify that this is God's chosen one. So far our reading from God's word in this morning and I pray that God will bless his word to each and every one of us in our hearts first, also in our minds, but through a powerful life lived in the powerful name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, you and I, we serve a God like no other. Through the history, and when you look at the history of different religions, you will find that people in the beginning tried to serve and honor and worship the sun and the moon. There are so many people who to this very day still think that they can serve nature, serve mother nature, and that is their religion. We see through the history of the world that people made idols for themselves with their own hands and then bowed themselves down to those idols that they have made and they worship those earthly and worldly idols. Just to be empty, just to not be filled with faith, but to try and go back and go back to a dead idol, not a living God. I believe in our, t- in our time, the religion of our time that most people follow without knowing it is to worship themselves. This is a topic on itself and we can talk about it over tea or after the service. But there are so many people who worship themselves, who see themselves as the middle of the cosmos like the sun and everything around them 
is for them and they are in the centre of their own world. I think that is the religion of our time. But when we read John chapter 1, we see that God had a plan for this world and his plan was not to bring a king down to this earth that will conquer by war all of the other nations. No, he sent a little baby. He sent his son who was sitting at his right hand, our Lord Jesus Christ, to be born. And this is Christmas. Our God's plan worked through a little baby boy. Think about it. When your baby was born, think about it, what the potential of the life of your son or your daughter is in those moments when they were born. Isn't that the most powerful gift, gift that you can give? All of that potential, all of that love, all of that accomplishment, all of everything that still needs to happen. And the wonderful story of Christmas is that Jesus Christ stayed the course to restore us in our relationship, which was a broken relationship with our Father in heaven. The plan of God was to send us the baby Jesus, who physically lived on this earth for 30 years before he started his ministry. And then beyond the grave, into eternity, he was resurrected from the dead. And he was not only called the Son of Man, but also the Son of God. Because God resurrected him on the third day. And he conquered death. But this morning, when we sat around the table, we were reminded, and I'm sure that many of you thought, about what Jesus did for us on the cross. The suffering that he took upon himself by living according to God's will, by the plan that God had for this world, by giving us the baby Jesus, who grew up into the most powerful preacher, the Son of Man, who became flesh. He was a God like no other. He became one of us. But for one element, he had no sin. And therefore, his death on the cross is the perfect price to pay for our debt, so that our relationship with God can be restored. He suffered a lot of pain. Many people were offended by him and his ministry. Many of the church leaders turned their back on him. People were not understanding him, including his disciples, whom he taught for three years. Leading up to the cross, there were many people who turned their backs on him. People hated him. On a physical level, they put a crown of thorns on him. They spat on him. They hit him inhumanely. His pain of this physical death that he died on the cross was immense. It is the worst possible way to die. And then in the end, at the deepest point of the cross, we find the words of Jesus Christ when he says, My God... My God, why have you forsaken me? For the first time in the life of the baby Jesus, growing up to, the, to be the man, the carpenter, growing up to be the one, the chosen one of God, to share in his ministry the will of God in heaven to this world, the deepest point for him 
was the moment for the first time on this earth when he was without God. God had forsaken him because that was part of the price that he had to pay. We just professed our faith in saying that we believe that he descended into hell. He was where God was not. And this is what he's done for us. And that is what his grace means for us on Christmas Day. We will never have to suffer being without the presence of our God and Heavenly Father. Now society, when they see Jesus Christ, and when they talk about Jesus Christ, on an emotional level, they might find themselves distant from the work of Jesus. Some people might not think about the physical and the factual evidence of what happened at the cross, but it was all documented. And people reacted differently to the message of hope and love, to the message of the restoration of a relationship with our Father in heaven. As a matter of fact, one of the criminals on the cross joined in on the spatting and, and on the mocking. And the other one realized, in the presence of the Holy One, that Jesus was innocent. And he had a change of heart right there on the cross. And Jesus said to him, you will be with me in my Father's kingdom. He forgave him on the cross. That is so powerful. His forgiveness is for each and every one of us. And this is the testimony of John. Now we understand why John has said all the things, John the Baptist, what he said about Jesus. I am not worth. I am not worthy. I can only testify of what Jesus has done. I am not this big preacher. I am not the one who holds the truth, but the one who will come after me. He is the one who holds the truth. And this morning, my brothers and sisters, I want to ask you, what is your testimony? What does your testimony look like in Christmas? Do we know that the gift that God has given us is His presence and that we can spend eternity with Him? His plan for this world through the child, our Lord Jesus Christ, was there for us to experience, to understand and to believe through His grace. And the message is, that we will be in heaven with him forever and ever. John testified, he is the chosen one. He is the son of God. And that is what everybody did at his crucifixion. When darkness fell upon the world, and we have just read in John chapter 1, the first five verses, that he is the light, and the light will always prevail over darkness. And people then believed, and they said, surely, now we believe he is the Son of God. Is this your testimony, that he is the Son of God, that he is the chosen one, that he is the one that God chose, a God like no other, who gave us a, a baby, Jesus, to save this world? I know many of you, and I know when I'm going to say the following words, that it is true for many of you in your lives. But I want to honestly ask you, when you had that silent prayer this morning, who are you? What is your testimony? Are you faithful? Are you faithful to God? 
Like Francois prayed and said, thank you for being faithful in serving our God. Are you a loving person? Are you just that kind person that always welcomes somebody else in? Are you joyful? Have you received the joy and have you given the joy? Some of our new neighbors just put a little bag of chocolate on our front door, saying, with love, from your new neighbors. It means so much. Not just saying that you have joy, but sharing the joy. Do you have peace? In sitting around the table, God gave us his peace. His peace. Do you have patience? Do you have kindness? Do you have gentleness? Do you have self-control? All these gifts is what God has given us, and it's in our DNA. We were born that way. He made us that way, and he gave each and every one of us a unique set of gifts. In Christmas, we give each other gifts. If your gift is writing a little letter and putting it in someone's hand to express your emotions, keep doing that. If you are kind and you open up your house and you've got the gift of hospitality, invite people in and speak about the love of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because the example that we find in John the Baptist when he speaks about Jesus is, I testify he is the chosen one. He is the Son of God. And this morning I want to ask you, find your unique skill set. Find your unique gifting that God has given you and serve others with that. Jesus Christ stayed true to his calling. And my question this morning is, what is your testimony about his calling? How did he touch your life? What did he do for you and me so that we can reach out not only to one another but into the world? What is your life's assignment Will you stay true to the course like Jesus did? Will you be able to find your own unique testimony in saying, Lord, this is me. You made me this way, and I want to serve you with everything that I have. We serve a God like no other. He showed his love for us by giving us his son. His son gave up everything to be crucified on this earth. And that was God's plan for this world through the birth of our uh, of the baby Jesus our lord we are now celebrating christmas more than 2000 years later and the baby Jesus grew up and he had a ministry for 3 years so that we can have the truth in our hands to live by so that we can understand his will for our lives but he's not only the son of man. He not only became flesh. He not only became like you and me. He was still the son of God without sin, who died on the cross, who was resurrected, who beat death. And he is the living Lord. I want to close this morning by saying, like everybody around the cross, when Jesus died, we testify, surely he is the son of God. And we, you and I, have the privilege to be in his presence and to never be forsaken by God, but to live in his presence now and forever and ever. That everlasting love of our God and Father in heaven, that is the gift for you and me on this Christmas day.
Amen. Let us pray together. Father God, thank you so much that when we open your word, there is so much more than what we think, so much more than what we believe, so much more than we can testify to. Lord, but we as broken people want to come before you and say thank you. Thank you for Christmas. Thank you for the true message of Christmas. Thank you for your love. Thank you for giving us all of these gifts. Help us to give ourselves in our lives as a living testimony because, Lord Jesus, this is what you have been, a living testimony up until the very end, up until your death and through death on the other side into eternity. Help us to testify that you are the Son of God, to testify that you are the chosen one. Thank you for allowing us around your table this morning. Thank you for reminding us that your body was broken and that your blood was poured out for a complete forgiveness for all of our sins. We honor you and you alone. We worship you and you alone. And we thank you that you are a God like no other, the only true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.